Hey everyone, if you like the content that you're hearing, uh, please support the show. Uh, we have subscriptions up right now for a monthly dollar a month or up to whatever donation you feel uh, comfortable with. And also, you can hit my link R, which is in uh, the description of the show, uh, to send me donations for Venmo and Cash App. And all this goes into bringing in better quality and also better content. So thank you. Have a good day. Feeling this, gotta holla if you really real enough. Other rappers is delirious. Yeah, it's really that serious. Better holla if you really feeling me. I gotta keep it a hundred. If you don't like it, then fuck it. Ay. We gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna live in abundance. Ooh, I gotta keep it a hundred. If you don't like it, then fuck it. Ay. We gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna. I gotta keep it a hundred. We gotta stop all the stunting. You know we coming from nothing. Yo, you talking about money, you bluffing. We gotta do something different. We gotta change how we live in. We gotta do better for women. We gotta do better for children. We gotta listen to victims, whether Jewish and Muslim or Christian. It doesn't matter your religion. You gotta stand against the system. Or else you just another villain. How you just sitting there chilling? Hello, everyone. Um, thank you so much for coming on um, and checking us out. For whoever is checking us out, whichever platform you're on, um, we're live. We're live streaming now from Facebook, um, Twitter, and also live streaming from um, YouTube. Um, I'm going to also share this video on Tommy Nation. So let me make sure that for everybody that's going to see this later on Tommy Nation, I hope everyone enjoys what the dialogue that we're going to be talking about. And again, thank you so much, Tommy Nation, for letting me use your platform as well, too. And shouts out to Texas. All the everybody, all the lefties in Texas keep fighting. Um, so today, uh, the reason why that we are all here together, um, first of all, I just want my panelists to uh, introduce themselves first. And then um, we'll start with uh, Hank. <laughs> Thank you. Um, hi, Chris. Hi, Jamar. And I am Hank Kahn. I am running for United States Senate here in California. The election is in three and a half weeks on June 7, 2022. I'm with the Green Party uh, here in California. Thank you, Hank. Chris. All right. Thanks, y'all. Um, yeah, my name is Chris Garaffa. I'm based out of Connecticut. I'm a technologist and also the co-host of the Covert Action Bulletin podcast. So I want to ask folks to check that out, too. Definitely. It's a great podcast. And they had uh, Lee Camp on recently as well, too, talking about um, the disinformation, and which we're basically talking about right now because the United States has decided to create a board of disinformation for some reason. And... This is a very mind-boggling, uh, I guess it's not mind-boggling to me because they've already been trying to do some type of censorship within the government and also some type of censorship all over the private and social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram. Um, so they're taking it a step further. And one thing that I noticed, Tosi Gabber has also went on Twitter. She is no longer a sitting uh Senator, she is now a um, actually, I don't even know what she's doing now, but she literally aired out the Democratic Party in a tweet talking about how Obama is literally a part of this disinformation board and quoted Obama and saying that that the 
the social media is not actually doing the best job. So it's time to get the government involved. So this is like a whole Democrat situation here of censoring. This is authoritarianism. They want to talk about other countries that are being authoritarian. This is authoritarianism. I want to talk. I want to show you an article real quick before my panel and I get into a deeper discussion of what's going on. So we find out. So we all know who has been paying attention, who the leader is. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Hank. I'm going to have to uh, mute you real quick until you, because uh, we can hear the uh, spinning. But all right. Uh, <laughs> okay. No more. No more storing. Sorry, I just finished. Sorry. <laughs> all right. Um, so. Uh, her name is Jenkowitz. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm feel, I apologize for the Slavic community if I'm saying that name incorrectly. So Nina is a part of the uh, disinformation board, and she's actually going to be one of the leaders. They show, they interviewed her on shows and stuff. She believes in a lot of hoopla, and she has a crazy background. So let's talk about her background real quick. This is an article that's posted from The Nation. This just came out yesterday. Uh, shouts out to The Nation. Two things about The Nation that I like. Um, the Nation was something I was also reading about Ukraine from the past eight years span before Russia invaded. And they had a good analysis of what is going on. And they were not afraid to tell people that there's Nazis there and how they're a part of the government. And they, they are, this is a new article. And this is the first time I see since this whole conflict has happened in Russia, and no one is agreeing with Russia's invasion, but we need to understand the complexities of what's really going on and and how Ukraine has literally has been in a civil war for eight years since the Obama administration. And it was the Obama administration that helped with the color revolution to out the democratic elected government and put in a fascist neo-Nazi regime. Now, Zelensky came into power uh, about, what, 2019? He was actually voted in by the whole entire uh, country because they wanted change. They wanted peace. So they actually voted out the uh, fascist regime uh, president, and Zelensky came to power. But he wrote he was on a peace type of uh, spiel, but he wasn't able to do any of that. Can, and you not have a reason why, because of the U.S. is behind his back, like this NATO nonsense is going on, and then you have these neo-Nazis that have military power. It's a very sticky situation. So this is why this is why we're here. And Jacobitz was a part of this. Um, it says here, Jacobitz experiences as disinformation warriors. The warrior includes her work with Stop Fake, a U.S. government-funded anti-disinformation disinformation organization founded in March 2014 as a model of how to combat the Kremlin's lies. Four years later, Stop Fake began aggressively whitewashing two Ukrainian neo-Nazis groups um, with a long track record violence, including war crimes. Today, Stop Fake is the official Facebook fact-checking partner, which gives it the power to, cens- to censor news while Jenkowitz is America's disinformation czar. I don't know how I feel about calling her a czar since she's Slavic. I think that's kind of disrespectful, and they only want to like acknowledge the czar when he was a, a shitty person, but I don't know. That, that's a little cringy, just calling her a czar, but whatever. If the Biden administration is seriously about combating threats such as white supremacy, perhaps it should reflect on the old Roman question, 
who will guard the guardians? Now you can read the rest of this article. I already have it in the description and everything. I'll probably go back to it based on the conversation, but I don't want to read the whole thing. I want to give my panelists times to talk about what's happening. Um, so yeah, here we are. We have our government that has been working with the private uh, companies, the, the private social media companies, um, and this disinformation regime, basically censoring and getting rid of a lot of people's uh, platforms. I mean, a lot of us on the left definitely has been hit. We know other people that has been hit. I mean, Chris Graffa themselves literally has a Russian uh, stamp that says they that apparently they are funded by Russia when they're not at all. <laughs> so let's before we get to any of that, how do you feel? Let's start with Chris. How do, how do you feel about this information that's coming out right now? Well, <laughs> I appreciate that, Jamar. I want to just clarify. Um, I am a regular <laughs> contributor to Sputnik News, and particularly Sputnik Radio on a couple shows. And when I've tried to post links to them on Facebook, the post has been flagged as being Russian state media, not my own accounts. But okay, um, okay. that certainly has happened to a number of other people that we know of. Lee Camp, who you mentioned earlier, but so many, many others as well. I mean, think about this. If Donald Trump had developed this like ministry of truth, liberals would be out <laughs> in the streets saying that they're going to vote harder next time. But still, like... You know, yes. they would be out in the streets and like angry and upset and, and all of that about it. And and now all of the anger about this is actually coming from the right. And I, mm -hmm. you know, I disagree with the the way that some of these folks on the right, you know, have been categorizing this. But I think we don't need to make this into a situation where we have to pick one of those two sides. What mm -hmm. we're looking at here is, you know, the result of years and years of building up this anti-Russia sentiment, right? This is particularly uh, rallied around Russia. Some are, are saying, oh, well, we have to deal with, you know, anti, you know, COVID disinformation too. But that's really a secondary thing when it comes to the fact that this is a Department of Homeland Security project. Seriously. They're not that concerned about the fact that it's, you know, that, that, uh, you know, COVID is just, there's all of this COVID disinformation. I mean, people talking about ivermectin and all that stuff still when we're in another upswing here in the U.S. about that. I want to just point out, I mean, so the Stop Fake, where Jankowitz comes from, um, they've been around for a number of years and come out of a Ukrainian university. In fact, the, the one of the founders, uh, Yevhen Fedchenko, um, comes out of a, a journalism school in Ukraine and now is working, you know, is running this uh, stop fake organization. Um, and I want to just point out that, you know, this person, uh, you know, Fedchenko is not neutral in any way. Uh, in mm. fact, Fedchenko has a, an article published in January of this year, January, not, not February or March, but January mm -hmm. 30th. On the Atlantic Council's website saying Western sanctions must target Putin's propagandists. And he oh, doesn't wow. name any particular networks uh, with one exception. And that is, uh, I believe it was Russia Segoya, and I'm definitely pronouncing that incorrectly, Segod Segodnaya. Uh, mm -hmm. except, but it's clear that he also is targeting RT, the former RT America, Sputnik, mm -hmm. TASS, and others. So I think when we're looking at who 
stop fake is so that we can look at who Nina Jankowitz is. We have to look at the fact that they have been going at this for many years. And yeah. even before the February 24th date and the invasion, um, we're yeah. still pushing, you know, for, for sanctions. I mean, look, the Atlantic Council, and maybe we can get into this more, but the Atlantic Council is literally a who's who of NATO. It exists right. as a civil you know, society organization internationally to promote Western supremacism, uh, capitalism, and imperialism. Right, right. How do you feel about that? Thank you so much for that. We're, let's, let's put that. I'm going to put that as a note. Let's get into that uh, next topic. Um, Hank, how do you feel about this, uh, what we're talking about with the disinformation board and the background of uh, Nina? <laughs> Well, it scares me, and the reason is this, is that um, we're at now 20 years of our government um, invading our privacy, uh, such as in the Patriot, Patriot Act, yep. other acts that they've been putting, so, and, 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 and corporations have been pushing back. Um, for a long time, the government has wanted access to our cell phones and to our accounts and things like that. Um, People like uh, Apple and other companies have done everything they can to resist the government from accessing their data. Um, and that's been going for 20 years. Um, what I fear will happen is, is once they start de determining what is factual and what is not factual, being not non-factual will be seen as criminal. And if and then what you have is, is that if you start, if you have someone that can determine at the federal level, what is a, what is factual, but put things as non-factual as being implied. Um, as, as what they start talking about what was the motive, and they say the motive for that disinformation was criminal. Then they could start getting uh, more ways to access our data. That is what I fear the most. I fear many things um, because the Democrats and Republicans do their best to um, really limit anything, any messaging that comes from with that, with outside of their party. Um, and so um, then what you have is what if the parties themselves start to determine that only factual information comes within the Democratic Republican parties and the third party information is not factual and therefore criminal. Um, it's very easy to start seeing how this kind of thing can seem kind of innocent and, and but is start to say, well, what what's the consequences? How does this generalize to the world? Um, it should absolutely not be happening. The federal government has a hard enough time. Um, the, the Democrats, and Republicans have, have enough time figuring out what is truth and what is not what is uh, false within their own parties. Right. Um, there's very little that they can agree on. Actually, if you look at the history of the Senate right now, they passed so, so few legislation, so little legislation, they're, they're stagnant. Um, so if, right. they can, uh, if they can't determine um, if a woman has a right to her own reproductive system or not, how are they going to figure out this other more complex stuff? And when we've had the, the answer to whether or not a woman should have a right to her own reproductive uh, system for over 50 years. So um, there is my there there is my opinion on this my, my initial reaction to this. Yeah, I totally I totally agree with that. Like, all right, so this is my issue with the Democratic Party. That's a, that's like they can't get full protection for abortion. They failed on that, but 
they are they want to talk about sending 40 billion dollars to ukraine while we have so many other problems that could be fixed here and Rand paul who was a republican he was the only voice that was just like yo what the f- no no which I, i'm shocked but hey look Remember this. Remember this. When come twenty twenty three, the because um, the farm bill is going to come up again in twenty twenty three. Right now, it's it's a, a just less than fifty billion a year mm-hmm. over five years. I think it's about two and a quarter uh, billion, um, which um, is the entire farm bill for a snap. Um, to right now, understand that they've just allotted um, this. This uh, forty billion dollars, which is equal to the amount of money that we uh, we spend to feed children at schools, children, you know, single mothers, things like that. We just spent that much amount of money. But also understand that what we're looking at is a government that doesn't know how to do anything, um, but stick its head up its rear end. Um, this funding for the forty billion is not just going to be cash to do whatever they want. Yeah. It is a it is it is money that's being handed out to weapons manufacturers. Yep. yep. Right. Yep. And think about Gavin Newsom here in here in California has trying to pass something where every uh, qualified person gets a four hundred dollar gas card, right? And that's what he wants to pass. Mm-hmm. Now there's a now people think oh there's a ha- there's a help for us to get to backs to our jobs. No, this is a handout to the gas companies. So wow. they're handing out money to the gas companies. They're handing this is not forty billion dollars to the Ukraines. This is forty million forty billion dollars to Boeing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that so really it, it kind of irks me when people say, "Oh, why should we give forty billion dollars to Ukraine?" Mm-hmm. They're not getting the money. They're, we're 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 selling them arms. Mm-hmm. Weapons. The weapons manufacturer is getting this money. The weapons manufacturer getting forty billion dollars, the equivalent of a whole year that we spend on SNAP. Yeah. So, and we can um, get like so remember weapons. that next year, if you're still fighting in twenty twenty three when they're debating the right. farm bill, remember that. Right. Oh, definitely. Thank you, Hank. Um, Chris, do you have a rebuttal? Uh, uh, any re- response? <laughs> <laughs> Not a rebuttal. No, I have. You know, I didn't agreement rebuttal. with Hank here. <laughs> I mean, look, we are in literally in a shortage of baby formula. Of all things, yes. baby exactly. formula. Because there are two companies that make like baby 90% formula. of the U.S. supply of baby formula. And the government wants to talk about a Bureau of Disinformation. I mean, mm, where is exactly. the where is the focus on taking care of the people? And of course, the Democratic right. Party can't do that. They right. don't want to do it, in fact. They want to, to prop up their supporters in the arms industry, uh, in real estate, in, you mm-hmm. know, big oil yeah. and all of that. They talk some good talk about, you know, green, you know, this and that and helping people. Right. But when it comes down to it, you know, they won't do it right. They right. could have taken the, care the, of the main message should be. Out. I'm going to make this quick. The main message should be that the Democrats and Republicans are the main source of disinformation. Exactly. Will well, this sort will this Bureau of Disinformation be used to 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 address all the dis- disinformation that comes from the Democrats and Republicans. 
<laughs> I mean, I think we know the answer to that, but it, it gets that to is very important. Who controls Sorry. right? Who controls the state? Right? We do mm-hmm. not control the state yet. We do not control those powers that effectively defend the rights of capital and the ruling class, you know, against us. And that includes letting them, you know, or or having them go to war in a proxy war with Russia. That includes um, cutting back, you know, uh, COVID care and testing facilities and all of those things and relying on networks of nonprofits. It is Mm -hmm. who, who controls the state and what is this ministry doing? What is this disinformation board doing uh, in their service? Because it is in the service to the wider goals of the U.S. government, which remain effectively the same regardless of which party is in power. They have differences on how to accomplish these things, but they actually don't disagree much at all on their actual goals. I mean, just as an example, everyone says Trump was in Russia's, you know, Trump was Putin's puppet. Trump put a whole lot of sanctions on Russia and more than Obama had. Um, And I think that has now been completely blown out of the water by Biden because of the, you know, because of the invasion. But Trump right. was not an ally to to Russia. Um, right. And, you know, of course, Trump had his own thing going on where he, you know, his personality and, and you know, he wanted the, the attention. But um, I mean, really, and, and we have to get back to that. Right. This this whole idea of this disinformation board goes back to the idea that Democrats have been spreading the actual disinformation itself that Russia interfered in the 2016 election and attempted mm-hmm. to in the 2020 election and the 2018 midterms. There is no proof that there was widespread Russian government orchestrated intervention in any of those elections. Now, do other countries have an interest in what happens in the U.S.? Absolutely. Of course Absolutely. they have an interest. Yeah. Just as the U.S. government has proclaims to have an interest in what happens in literally every other country's election and will then go ahead and you know interfere either covertly or overtly in them. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Um, totally. And, and, and the, the, I mean, people, people have to remember this, that they are using their... This this whole Russian bot nonsense. Let's just I want to talk about that for a few seconds. They're getting in trouble. The feds just went after Hillary Clinton's lawyer, and I, I'm now hearing that there's some type of fine that's be paid. I don't I have to look back into that because I was too busy focused on preparing for this panel. But that's why I just heard about that. So the feds themselves is literally pissed that they believed them. Like they like Hillary Clinton literally created this, and she didn't just go after Trump, my friends. I need y'all, I need everybody to remember that's listening to this. She went after almost every Democrat that opposed her. They even called Bernie Sanders a Russian bot. They called Tulsi Gabbard a Russian bot. So it was literally used to smear anyone that dare went against her. And will she get locked up for that? I don't know, but do we think she should get like face some type of justice for that? Yes, of course. Um. But back back to uh back to the disinformation board. Um, so I guess the I guess the question is that for people that are listening, what can they do now? We're we gonna talk about the Atlantic two part as well too. But I wonder, like, what can how can we like get lefties that know about this and that are upset about this? Like, how can we like get them to like want to mobilize? Or is there anything that we can like encourage? What kind of literature we could give out? Like, how as um, organizers and socialists and, and progressives as we are, how can we educate and get people to understand this is not okay, basically? <laughs> yes. 
me or Chris? Who should start? Go ahead. You, go, go ahead. Well, um, okay. Let's always. I don't want to talk too much. Let's watch the clock. Twenty three hundred. <laughs> all right. Uh, I, there was something called Occupy uh, Wall Street, Occupy Los Angeles. Um, mm-hmm. we, when in Los Angeles, um, it ran for fifty nine days. I went down with a camera all fifty nine days to downtown LA and recorded Occupy Los Angeles. I edited, a, I edited a short documentary and it went to uh, went to uh, um, short film festivals. It was pretty cool. Um, the I I I have made short films. I'm a hobbyist short filmmaker. But the most important thing about Occupy Wall Street, and you can look into Occupy Wall Street, is is that there is a difference between being online between and being somewhere in person. Um, the Getting the feeling that people are 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 in and agree with you, getting the getting getting the understanding that there's an emotion behind this, that people sharing that emotion builds into a movement. Right. That is something that I believe cannot be done online. I was there and I recorded it 59 days. If you go on my website, it's there. If you just type in Hank Khan Occupy LA, you'll find that 30 minute document the documentary that I made. But the ethos of that was two things. One is that the, the 1% will always take advantage of the 99% in every way it can. It, it was a movement that was born out of, you know, bailing out the banks. And But two was that was this message to, I, I say to everybody, um, we need a movement that gets us offline and gets us in person and together. And that movement will make us strong, and that's what we need in this generation. I do not call for riots, but I will call for until people like you, if you're watching this, until people like you get very, very passionate, not just join in the discussion, but more passionate than anybody else until people like you do something about this, the system will not change. And that's what we need. And that is how we can get together. But as long as we do this other stuff online, as long as it's piecemeal there, it's not that strong, so so we need to we, we need to start a revolution. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I bet, bet you we're all agreed on that. Yeah, certainly, <laughs> certainly agree with that. I mean, I'm I'm glad you know it's have going back. Occupy was you know eleven almost eleven years ago now. Um, I was involved you know here in New Haven with that, and then I've been involved in many many other movements. I think you're you're absolutely right that you know a lot of people need to get offline. And go build with their neighbors, their coworkers, their fellow students. You know, we we need to be building the you know movements. Uh, there are so many struggles that are happening today. We yes. and at the same time, right? Like so, joining an organization or building a community group or or a you know forming a union or a student group, whatever it is, that's right. you know a key key thing. Um, and I fully agree with that. And I also want to say, while we're doing that, we also do need to defend our right to speech online as well, right? I don't want to do all my organizing online. I don't want to do much organizing online at all. I want to be building, you know, the struggles out in the streets. But at the same time, what we're seeing is these attacks, right, on right. people, you know, and, and being labeled as Russian media, just having their um, – their you know their accounts cut off i mean recently you know yes. mint press news and consortium news had their paypal accounts shut down and potentially had yeah. thousands of dollars stolen from them um you know so i think when part of the work we have to be doing 
when we're explaining, you know, or, or looking at the role of the government and these private companies is using those examples too, because people can relate many times, you know, to that. So yeah, it's not about building on social media, although I certainly appreciate that everyone is watching this. I hope you share it. I hope you check out, you know, Hank's campaign and my own programs and everything like that. But ultimately the stuff that we learn online, um, you know, we have to take and apply in the real world. Right. Right. In, so in literally, I, 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 for one, I, for one, being, being an older generation, telling the younger generation, um, stop being afraid of, you know, we saw stuff in Portland, of course. That was the most recent thing. And what happened mm -hmm. on January 6th was just bullshit. <laughs> but we, we need, but if we could, you know, start a positive revolution that, uh, that something like the, the Office of Disinformation, um, it will be so strong that, that the Office of Disinformation can affect. Right. Um, and, and being online makes us weak. So um, we need to start a revolution. That's where we need to be. Right. Um, physical yeah. revolution. Right. I know that's kind right. of uh, that's kind of scary to say, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but look, we'll be defending ourselves from yes. the, the elite. You know, it's not. It's not like. It's like what 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 um what Martin Luther King said: a riot is the voice of the voiceless. That's what it is. It, the poor, the poverty. Tupac said that the the rich is going to be eaten one day. Like straight up, like. Protesting as a protesting as an American is just as American as it, as anything. Right. Um, the the Tea Party, our nation started on a protest. Right. Um, uh, what don't try to mean all that BS. We started on we started on a protest. So that's that's that is about as American as you can get. Right. I wanted America. to go. In, I know we have like two minutes left. Uh, do you guys mind for an overlap on just one more topic? Because I want to go back sure. to what Chris was talking about with the sure. Atlantic and. And also, because we have to talk about how important that is. Uh, for instance, um, you're hearing now about how Finland is now wanting to join NATO. I don't know if people have paid attention, but if you look out through the history, Finland has always been friendly towards Russia. And there have always been a, a, a bond there. There has always been peace. So for that to happen out of nowhere is definitely an influence from the media. And NATO is also a part of it. And um, if you could talk more about that, Chris, about just how that influence is made and, and when you were talking about the Atlantic and everything, I think, is that what you were getting on or did I did a different topic? Well, yeah, the Atlantic Council, which the is Council, yes. you know, the Atlantic Council, which, you know, was formed a few years after NATO, um, really out of groups, civil society groups that were supporting NATO. And of course, right. supporting NATO at its inception meant opposing the Soviet Union meant opposing communism and a camp of the world that was, for all of its own faults, working towards the liberation of all people, lifting right. them out of poverty, giving them control, right? This is right. around the same time, of course, as the Chinese Revolution. And so mm -hmm. supporting NATO and building these civil society organizations had to be done in concert with, you know, with the, the great imperial powers that had formed NATO and that have since, you know, joined NATO, right? We see this massive expansion of NATO. So this Atlantic Council, right, it's a think tank. But again, it's a, I said earlier, a who's who of the NATO members and, you know, board right. members of various NGOs um, and things like that. And so when we're looking at the Atlantic Council, they get a lot of, they have a lot of influence, they had been, and I believe may still be, 
one of the partner fact checkers, like official partners with fact checking for Facebook, um, right. which Stop Fake is now. Um, and so that's when Facebook says, like, this post is disinformation. That's because the Atlantic right. Council is one of the groups saying, hey, this is disinformation. The Atlantic right. Council, of course, is then running, you know, stories like Western sanctions must target Putin's propagandists, like I mentioned right. earlier, uh, and pushing for further war and, you know, downplaying the situation where of the reality that there are Nazis in the Ukrainian government and military, even though they are, you know, small, they're being celebrated. And yeah. we should talk about the fact that, you know, I'm just going to mention the fact that Facebook uh, recently at the beginning of the conflict said that, you know, you can praise the Azov battalion. Now these are that, it's a Nazi group, literal Nazis. And Facebook it says saying, it when you Google it, <laughs> Facebook says you can praise them now. It's okay. The Atlantic Council has been promoting them. Um, you know, I think we, you know, we've seen Nina Jankowitz also in her past uh, promote them and support them and actually whitewash their crimes. So when we talk about the the wide, you know, the wide influence of of the system of NATO and everything it stands for, this is the kind of the Atlantic Council is one of those shady organizations that we right. need to also be looking at and talking about. Right. And I that's why I wanted to talk about it real quick, because I feel like a lot of people don't know just about the influence that NATO has and how dangerous NATO is. They, they come off as being defensive and want to always defend uh, their allies and protect those countries. But no, they're offensive as well. They, they went into Yugoslavia, bombed them. They went into Libya, bombed and destroyed and made that country into like a slave uh, market. Um, they, they, they attacked uh did they do something in Afghanistan? I would. Uh, this this it was this a NATO force in Afghanistan. Right. NATO right. Afghanistan isn't anywhere near the North Atlantic. Yeah, exactly. So the whole the whole plan was to stop uh, the USSR. The USSR is dead. So why does NATO exist? There? Why is NATO still expanding? Why is NATO having people and having countries like uh, Colombia joining? That's just it. Just shows that it's all about plan of just controlling war and domination and when you hear about Finland wanting to join and that's going to cause something because Russia has already shown that they're tired of having all these US bases around them they're tired of having neighbor countries turn to NATO and, and the US is trying to say oh they have no bases when they've been saying this for 20 years even before Putin was in the picture they were saying that we don't want NATO we, they lied and said they wasn't going to expand NATO in the 90s and look what happened so I want people to understand this before they all magically hear somebody that's nuanced saying these things, and they're just like, "Oh, you're just supporting Russia." No, we don't. We don't support this Russian invasion. We, of course, we are anti-war. We think that this should be another way. Um, but this is what Putin decided that he felt was the right way to do. And, and look, there's going to be a lot of casualties, but you have to understand how Ukraine is. There's a civil war still going on. So that means Ukrainians are killing Ukrainians. So when America brings up Ukraine, what side are they telling these people that they're on? That's the big question. <sighs> okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, wait, we're at 34. So that's good. Uh, we'll do, let's do last remarks. Um, if anybody has any last remarks, definitely. Uh. <laughs> I have a last remark, uh, yes. which is um, this is where you kind of, you know, color me as a weirdo. Um, <laughs> okay. on, a, on, on a parallel topic is extinction. We are in a sixth mm -hmm. extinction in the, in the earliest parts. Mm -hmm. 
and much of the way, if you maybe saw the 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 film 2012 with our friend mm -hmm. John Cusack, where they're preparing all these ships, um, I believe that in not such a dramatic fashion is is that we are going to look at a decrease of population in the next five years, and that our uh, and the major players are looking are dividing up the uh, um, you know uh, what we have. I think a lot of this is people are starting to take sides because and, and, and drop away the smaller parts. When I looked when I looked this morning at what happened with Finland, I started thinking about this. Um, it's about resources is what it is at this point. And mm -hmm. what and so I think what the UN is trying to do is to be strong as they possibly can. Um, and so was Russia and so was China. They're, they're, mm -hmm. All the big boys are getting ready to be as strong as they can so all the, the little boys can die off and at the next phase of mass extinction. And that mm -hmm. mess is going to be not only about climate change, but also just a lack of basic food and water. So if you think about that, um, um, yeah, if, if, you, if you just take everything aside and say, okay, so if we are looking at mass extinction in the next 20 to 50 years, what's the next phase we're looking at? We're going to start seeing a dive off, dive off resources, and this is what I believe Finland is doing, and in mm -hmm. Ukraine, um, I think that they're starting to like take these major pieces, divide them up for a plan that's three, four years down the road. They're mm -hmm. preparing for um, a billion people dying off in the next ten years, twenty years, that's, and that's it is and that that now you can call me a paranoid, Chris, delusional. No, I. I mean, we're definitely facing extreme climate catastrophe. So I want to touch on that and kind of bring it all back around to where we started. I mean, the Pentagon has recognized for years now that climate change is a serious threat, except the Pentagon says it's a threat to U.S. national security, not to the, the existence of the human race, not to people in any wow. other country. Right. So they it say is. they know that, uh, you know, soil is going to be like an issue, erosion, um, the sea levels rising and taking, you know, destroying cities, but also extensive droughts are going to cause conflicts over resources. Uh, yes. And so the Pentagon has been preparing for these conflicts and for the changing landscape. And so what they tell could, us, right, is that there are these so enemies. Chris, could, that we, Chris could, couldn't you see what's going on? That, uh, they're making a great point. So what's going on over in Finland and Yugoslavia and, and oh, sorry, Ukraine and everything? Could it be kind of similar in a way? Well, I think there's a lot of different things, but the overall positioning of the Pentagon shows that they are looking at this. I think what's happening right now with Finland and with Russia is very, you know, and, and Ukraine is certainly part of that strategy, but there's a lot more to it. But I'm, you know, when I look at this disinformation concept, right? A part of disinformation has to, we, when we talk about it, we have to talk about what isn't being mentioned, right? There is no mention when we talk about climate change that the U.S. Department of Defense, the Pentagon, is the largest polluter in the world. And in fact, when you post stuff like that, you get called a Russian bot, right? And so part of when, when we discuss disinformation is also just the hiding of information, what you are and are not allowed to talk about. And while we still have our First Amendment rights, which, you know, don't right now legally apply to platforms like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of that. But while we have our First Amendment rights to to write, to publish, to share, we need to defend those. And, you know, these 
these disinformation boards, these entire, all of these moves by the U.S. government in conjunction with the private social media companies and, of course, the, the news media that has just been condensed into a small handful of companies is an actual threat to peace and the future of humanity. Thank, thank you both so much for coming on. Um, our other panelists, uh, Peter Goslin was here, just to let people know, and he unfortunately had some internet connections. But this was a great conversation and can't wait to have you two back on as uh, as guests in other episodes and stuff like that. Thank you so much. And definitely plug out your uh, platforms before we end so everyone can understand uh, where they can uh, look you up at. <laughs> uh, starting with Chris. Sure. You can find me uh, at CMG on Twitter at techforthepeople.org and weekly on the Covert Action Bulletin podcast. And I'm Hank Conn, spelled C-O-N-N is my last name. You can you see my name, H-E-N-K, below. So you, I am Hank Conn, Hank for Senate in California. My playing platform is this. Um, other than having the Green New Deal, we need to double, if not triple, Social Security, disability insurances, and basic minimum wages. If you want to look at who are homeless right now, it is our seniors, it is our mentally and physically disabled, and it is our working poor. And it's because we now have created a class of people who are so underpaid that they can't even afford the rent. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jamar, for hosting this. I'm very honored for this. Thank you, Jamar. Yes. And Hank, it was great to be on with you. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. And um, I hope everyone that's listening, have a good day. And if you hear this later on time, you still have a good day, too. And shout out to Spotify for letting me have my platform and all the other it, i'm not gonna say thank you facebook because i know you're gonna get rid of me but it's all right <laughs> everybody have a nice day and goodbye blank period yeah i'm a black brown and indigenous gotta holler if you really feeling this gotta holler if you really real enough other rappers is delirious yeah it's really that serious better holler if you really feeling me i gotta keep it a hundred hey if you don't like it then fuck it hey we gonna win in the end yeah we gonna live in abundance I gotta keep it a hundred, ayy. If you don't like it, then fuck it, ayy. We gonna win in the end, yeah. We gonna, we gonna, we gonna. I gotta keep it a hundred. We gotta stop all the stunting. You know we coming from nothing. Yo, you talking about money, you bluffing. We gotta do something different. We gotta change how we living. We gotta do better for women. We gotta do better for children. We gotta listen to victims, whether Jewish or Muslim or Christian. It doesn't matter your religion, you gotta stand against the system, or else you're just another villain. How you just sitting there chilling? 